Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy Mother's Day to all our beautiful mothers out there, whether you're a spiritual mother or a physical mother or not yet a mother. I I just want to say happy Mother's Day to you. I'm just grateful God's given us a day to celebrate mums. Uh, So grateful that we have a day that we get to celebrate and honour you for all that you are. You're a gift to your families. You're a gift to your world. And uh, I was just thinking this morning... um, God loves mothers. So it's good to be reminded of that. God loves you as a mother. And I can honestly say that the greatest joy of my life has been to be a mother. Greatest joy. Mother of my son, mother of this house. It's the greatest joy of my life. But before we start, I thought it appropriate that we hear from some second graders on a couple of questions about why God made mothers. Some fun ones. Why did God make mothers? Mostly to clean the house. (laughs) Because she's the only one who knows where the sticky tape is. True story, actually. Darling, you would have no idea where the sticky tape is. Probably not, no. How did God make mothers? Uh, He used dirt, just like for the rest of us. God made my mum just the same like he made me. He just used bigger parts. (laughs) What ingredients are mothers made of? God makes mothers out of clouds and angel hair and everything nice in the world and one dab of mean. (laughs) One little dab. The second one said they had their start from men's bones. Then they are made out of string after that, I think. (laughs) Why did God give you your mother and not some other mum? God knew she'd like me more than other people's mums like me. So cute. Um, What was your mum like when she was a little girl? I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. (laughs) What did your mum need to know about your dad before she married him? Does he make at least $800 a year? Does he say no to drugs and yes to chores? Um, Who's the boss at your house, Mum? You can tell by the room inspection. She sees the stuff under the bed. Mm. What's the difference between mums and dads? Mums work at work and work at home. Dads just go to work to work. Mm, Out of the mouths of babes. (laughs) What does your mum do in her spare time? Mothers don't do spare time. (laughs) To hear her tell it, she pays bills all day long. If you could change one thing about your mum, what would it be? I wish for her to get rid of those invisible eyes in the back of her head. (laughs) Can we just pray? Let's close our eyes. Father God, I just thank you for the heart of a mother, whether a spiritual mother, a physical mother, at the beginning or the end of our mothering journey. Father, I just thank you that you would open every heart to hear your heart today for mothers. Speak to us today, I pray. Thank you, Lord. I heard a quote the other day that said, motherhood is the greatest of things and the hardest of things. 
So it's the greatest of journeys, but it's also the hardest of journeys. But motherhood is a journey. It's not a destination. And today, I just want to talk about some of the keys that I learned on my journey. Um, so I've called today keys to motherhood, but it's just some keys, not all the keys. It's not exhaustive by any stretch. So whatever that looks like for us, um, as we should all be raising someone. You know, we're raising children, but we also should be raising uh, people at work or people in our world. So we all um, are raising someone. So, you know, we use keys every day because they're important. They open things and they unlock things. Different keys unlock different things. Uh, the car, the house, the post office box, the safe, they all open things. And I believe God wants to unlock something in our hearts today as we celebrate what it is to be a mother. But the thing about keys is it's very easy to lose them. I found that God has often given me keys in my journey and my walk, the different stages of life, but the busyness of life, the disappointments or the distractions of the journey, sometimes we stop using those keys or we lose those keys. Um, when I was a little girl, I remember I had a diary and you know, I'd write in my diary and then my siblings would all come and look at it and I got really angry. So my mum bought me one of those diaries that has a little, had a little lock on it I don't know if anyone's ever remembers those, telling my age. Tiny little, and the tiniest little key. But of course, I lost that key. And so when you lose those keys, so I almost had to destroy that, that little book, that little diary to get into it. I had, almost had to actually destroy it to get it back open again. And so, so what happens is if we lose the keys God's given us, we lose sight of his purpose and his plan and we lose hold of those keys, that transforming power that he's given us. And so it's just important that we get reminded sometimes. So God keys in our life open different doors than natural keys, obviously. Uh, they open the door of blessing. They open the door of protection. They open the door of favour, of fruit flowing through our lives. They open all of those doors. And losing these keys can mean that we end up with closed doors, or destructive ways, or not fulfilling our purpose. So an important question to ask then is, how do we keep those God keys, the ones that he's given us, during the busyness and the mundane and the hard work of raising and mothering, how do we keep those? So like in the natural, it's important to keep the keys in a safe place, somewhere we can always see them. So always before our eyes. Psalm 16 verse 8 says... I keep my eyes always on the Lord. You know, he's living. Jesus is living and he's living in us. So seeing him always close, always in us. He reveals truth in our day-to-day -day that's above our reality, if we allow that, if we're seeing him. So we've got to keep him before us. He guides us. He helps us. He's called helper. And how many know we can all do with some help for mothering? I, I think we can. So we have to keep his keys before our eyes. We need to keep them and we need to be conscious of them. As a mother, I always pray for keys to get through to Mitchell, to mother him well. But I realised really early that to understand him, I needed to have wisdom to raise him. And that takes being purposeful and that takes seeking those for those keys. So we're going to look at a few of those this morning. But what I want to talk about first is a master key. 
So in life, we have master keys. I've actually bought a master key with me. This key here is from the school that I teach at, and it opens every single door in the school. It's a master key. And we have natural master keys, but there's a master key in God's plan as well. So today I want to look at what I consider to be a master key in the life of a mother, in all of life, really. It's not just for parent, mothering and parenting or any raising relationship, it's just all of life. And that master key is my heart. It's the state of my heart. That's a master key. Managing our heart first is like the master key to everything else. When our heart's whole and healed, when our heart's in submission to Jesus, everything else, including motherhood, is a healthy flow from that. Our heart's the master key for our life, but it's also the master key for our children's lives. Proverbs 9 verse, oh, sorry, 4 verse 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for out of it flow the issues of life. So out of our heart flows the ability to reach, to impact, and to train our children's hearts. Because that's everything that flows out of our heart. We have to guard that. The best way to guard our heart is by giving God our heart on a daily habit. I think that's probably, um, that's a master key. Every day, coming to him with our heart. Every day, all the issues of life will flow from that if we can learn to do that. So as you wake up, God, today I give you my day, I give you my heart, I give you my service. I rely on you, I depend on you. I trust you. When we make him our first and centre and the source of everything, then all of that, everything else will flow from that. We've been learning about the fruit of the spirit and that's what we want flowing from our heart to our children's hearts. That's the master key. So the challenge today is to address the master key, our heart, because we all, if we don't actually acknowledge that there's things that we need to deal with or look at, then we just can neglect those things. It's very easy to walk our walk in our own strength until something goes wrong. You know, because mums, we can be so busy that the neglected heart is ours and the cluttered heart becomes ours. We need to take a minute every day to manage and surrender and check in on our hearts. They're easily filled with the emotions of the day. They get filled with all of those things. Our heart is, if our heart's unhealthy and cluttered, that impacts everything else, everything we do. It flows to our family, our friends, our work, and ultimately to our legacy. So it's important that we guard it, that we manage it well. This is the master key of everything else in our lives. You know, I, I was thinking about that. We all know this truth, but sometimes we lose it. You know, we lose these keys that are at work in our lives. We... we hear about it, we know it, we put it into practice and then we lose it. So in that busy and the mundane and the day-to-day, -day, especially for mums, I think, because there's just so much else going on. So I just, I just want to encourage us as mums, it's just really about taking that minute, taking that little bit of time. Uh, but Because this master key to our children's heart is essential if we want God's heart outworked in them. It's important to be reminded of. Sometimes when we lose something and then find it again, it causes us to put some more value or better habits around it. So I remember once uh, I was in, uh, I was at the shops with Mitchell and, you know, I'm going to frame this by saying he actually never ran off or left us and 
he was probably about four years old, I'd taken him out of his stroller and we were in Target and we were just walking along and he was next to me and I must have looked away for a couple, you know, like not long. And I turned around and he was gone. And he, he was never gone. So, of course, I panicked. And so that five minutes, that next five minutes of searching for him was the worst five minutes of my life. I end up finding him. He had seen one of those um, turntables with clothes on it and decided to look like a cubby, got in under there, was having a lovely time hiding in there. So, of course, um, losing him, though, for that five minutes made me more conscious of holding him closer. And so today, as we think about some of the keys that we might have lost, that God reminds us of this morning, it will make us more conscious of holding those keys closer in our lives. Hold on to those things that we need. So let's look at a couple of keys today for our heart. We've seen that the master key is the heart, but there are some things that I'd like us to look at that are keys to our heart. And the first key is really simple. It's just bring your heart to God every day. Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. This scripture is for our sake because God already knows my heart. He already knows what's in my heart. But what we're asking is, where have I been impatient, God, today? Where have I had a wrong attitude in this journey? Where have I been angry? So we're every day just that first thing, God, search my heart. Show me those things. Help me to become aware of those things. Bring them to God. Um, Because the the first and most important thing is that we are aware of what's in our hearts. And the only way to do that is to say, God, search my heart. What... What am, I, what am I falling short in that, you, that I need your help with? It's actually acknowledging that. And then key number two is to confess and repent. Uh, 1 John 1 verses 9 to 10 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. So there's a word in there that I want to address and that's confess. I think we have lost the art of repentance and confession in our culture. I think we feel sorry for things. Like as mums, we might go to bed and feel sorry that we weren't a bit more patient or... But there's another step to that. We feel If we feel sorry, the next step then is to then say, oh, God, I repent of that. Because what repentance does is it cleans out our heart. It gives us that freedom, then in our heart, frees our heart from that weight and also allows us to turn from that and allows God to then move um, for us. So we need to make this a daily key to help us to walk closely with Jesus. And that applies in any area of life. It's not just for mothers, but I think it's just important because as mothers, because of the busyness, we can just neglect those things. And none of those things take very long. So the third key is a simple key as well, but it's a very neglected key, and that's to seek God, because I need him. Now, I don't have to go far to seek God, because he's not just with us, he's actually in us. So I need to be conscious of him. I don't have to seek him in his word all the time. He's here, right here inside of me, but I need to live conscious of that, that he's constant state of acknowledgement and uh, a constant dependence on who's on the inside of me, who's actually with me. 
You know, I remember learning years ago when I was reading the Word, when I first got saved, you know, I'd just read the Bible and it was like stories. And what God showed me was how important it was to, to ask the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of me, what are you saying to me as I read this? Not what is this all about, but what are you speaking to me out of your Word? And that's, that goes the same with our everyday. Holy Spirit, what are you wanting to say to my children? Or what are you wanting to say to my family? And what are you wanting to say to those people who are in my world? What do you want to say to them? What do you want to say in this situation through me? You know, children are God's idea. Our children are God's idea. They're actually not just his idea, they're his. He loves them even more than we do. He sees them. He sees their gifting. He sees their heart. He sees their purpose. But our responsibility is to seek God about our children. But, but we don't have to be sitting down writing notes. We can just, in the daily, God, how do I handle this? How do you want me to approach this? It's always keeping him, not waiting till everything gets bad, but just in that everyday joy of mothering and joy of whoever is in your world, making sure that you are conscious of who's on the inside of you and who, and, and calling on that. And, and being aware of that. Scripture says to train up our children in the way they should go, and the way they should go is dependent on their gifts and talents and what God has for them. Our job is to seek him about that. Hmm. The other thing I was going to say is that we're actually in partnership with him. Um, and so I think that it's good to just remember that. We're in part... They're his... So it's, it's like we're partnering with him. We're not doing this alone. We have him and we have his help. The Bible has a lot to say about seeking God because he knows the temptation for self-sufficiency. And as mums, um, I think in the business, we just go with what comes naturally sometimes. We go with how our parents mothered and fathered us and we forget to seek him. And so... Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So it's no good seeking for something if you don't find it. And so we have to be willing to um, just do, do that daily seeking of him in all that we're doing. This, um, the, and the condition for finding God, because he's close, he's here, he's on the inside of me, is with all our heart. It's all a heart issue. But it's no, no good just seeking him with our thoughts, with our thinking, with our desperation. We have to seek him with our heart. And so that's why today the master key is heart and that's why it's all a heart issue. Because so often we're doing things um, on, a, on a level of mind and thinking and feelings. We have to get it to, the, to our heart. So it's not how much we pray, that's important. It's not how much scripture we read, that's also important. But with our hearts... Seeking him with our hearts. A big key, though, in seeking is to seek God for who he is and not just what he can do for us. Seek him because we love him, because as mothers we're dependent on him, because seeking leads to knowing, it leads to trusting, and it leads to appropriating promises. When we know him, when we seek him, seek his face, seek relationship, and we're, as a response to our lo his love for us and our love for him. 
And it is the key to our children seeing um, our own relationship with God because obviously they learn, they're watching that outworking because they learn more from what we're doing than what we're saying. So if they see that outworking in us, we don't want to be seeking God for what he can do for us all the time. Help me, help my family, help my children, help. And that's okay, he understands that, but we don't want that to be the, the base motivation, the base cause. How many times we have relationship with God that is based on praying for things for him, from him? And then we start questioning. Why aren't things happening? Why aren't my prayers getting answered? Feeling disappointed? Um, and so I would call that an ask-get relationship. But God wants a love-seek relationship with you, with me, with us. He wants a love-seek one where we love him and we seek him. Everything else comes after that. 1 Chronicles 16 verse 11 says, Look to the Lord always. Oh, sorry. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Another great reminder. Psalm 63 verse 1. You God are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. Sometimes there are seasons of life, motherhood, relationships, where it's like that, it's dry and parched. It's, you know, there's the mundane tasks, we're sleep deprived, there's those desperate days, but God wants us to earnestly seek him in these times and look for his strength in our weakness because it's very easy to be self-sufficient and not be depending on him. He never forsakes those who seek him. Psalm 9 verse 10 tells us, those who know your name trust in you, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. But if we find ourselves forsaking seeking him or distracted from seeking him, just remember key two. Just go back and repent and call out again. So key two is, is the key. The last key I just want to look at this morning is thankfulness, gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Another a translation says, in everything give thanks, and we know everything means everything. Every, every day there are things as a mother it's hard to be thankful for. You know, there's the mundane tasks and the overwhelming side of parenting when our children seem to be heading in the wrong direction. Wrong choices our children makes when it, our children make when it looks like what we're doing is not working. It's very hard to be thankful in those times, but our response needs to default to gratitude. That their journey isn't over, that seed has been sown, that nothing is impossible with God. We need to come back to those promises. We have to guard our heart in these times and keep a thankful heart. So the key for me here is, because we all know this scripture, we all love this scripture, but the key for me here is a thankful heart, not thankful words. This is a whole different level of thanks. You know, we give thanks at the meal table. I don't know how much of that's connected to my heart. It's a bit more connected to my stomach <laughs> and how I'm feeling. But it's so important that when we're thankful, we actually go to the heart level of gratitude. We've got to actually choose to go to a heart level of gratitude. And that's hard. That's hard when things are tough 
and, and you're sleep deprived and, and you're overwhelmed and your children are acting like nobody owns them. <laughs> this takes effort and work but we have to be purposeful. And in the journey when we fall short or we find our heart complaining or remaining dissatisfied, constantly referring back to key two, repent. Don't just say, oh, I'm sorry, I've been complaining. Actually repent. Get, get before God for 30 seconds and repent of those things. Repenting and confessing and replacing that with thankfulness. If we get this key right, if we actually use this key, because if we're honest, you know, we do all know this scripture and we love it. We all love this verse, but it's another thing to use it. We can know it, we can love it, but are we using this key? Are we actually using this every day? Because if you do, it won't only open heaven's door for you because giving thanks is an open door. It will keep our hearts open and our children's hearts open to all that God has for us and for them. Thankfulness is an open door for God. You know, there's a, there's a, I remember hearing years ago that um, God hates complaining. And I was like, oh, wow, he doesn't hate many things, but he hates complaining. And then this person who was sharing about it said that they started dealing with themselves on because they were a complaining kind of person, dealing with themselves on it and sort of went to God after a couple of weeks and said, God, I'm doing a great job not complaining. And God said, I hear the complaining in your heart. So it's always a heart issue. We can, be com we can be saying thanks with our mouth, but there's this complaining in our heart that we just need to be working on. So all of these keys we've been looking at, if we just want to look at one last scripture, John 15 verse 4. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. As, as a branch, yep. Question, do we want to bear God's fruit in our children's lives? This scripture is a reminder that we cannot produce fruit that lasts in our children apart from him. Because it goes on to say, if a man remains in me and I in him, that's where he is, in me, he will bear much fruit and apart from me you can do nothing. So nothing, not literally nothing, but I guess nothing that's eternal or meaningful and that's nothing eternal or meaningful in our children's lives as well. So we need to be, he need, we need to be conscious that he is a part of us, in us, dwelling in us. You know, we all know how easy it is to lose keys that we've been given. I, you know, we have a drawer in our garage. I'm not sure if they're all still in there, but I remember one time opening up and there's like 50 keys in there. I was like, what are they for? Like, where are they for? This was not long after we'd moved house, but it was like, how come there's so many keys? And I think, um, obviously, they opened something once, you know, and that's a bit like that with God's keys. He's given us keys to his kingdom, but a key implies that our role is to take the key and use it. Today, it's just not to have keys, but to use them. Keep them in a safe place before your eyes, Develop them into daily habits. Going to bed at night, just saying, search my heart, God, repenting, just um, getting thankful. Even if it's not till the end of the day and you go, thank you, God, I've got a bed to sleep on. Find something, get thankful in your heart. If we use them, it will open all sorts of doors for us and our children. Motherhood's a lifelong journey. 
whether we're a physical, a spiritual mother, not yet a mother, or an empty nest mother. It's a gift and an anointing that God has placed on all mothers, mother hearts, all women. And it's not a destination. It's not like, okay, I just going to raise these children, get them to adulthood without damaging them too much. That's not our goal. We want to shift our focus to the journey and the joy of the day-to-day routines, the heartache, the mundane, sometimes overwhelming. See God in that place with us. I remember I used to feel like that. I used to think if I can just get him to adulthood without damaging him. But I realised that there was joy and gratitude that I could have in that journey. The journey works best when God is at work in us and so we need to hold tight to the keys he's given us. So today we've looked at just four of the many keys God's given us to run this journey of motherhood well. He's such a good father. He hasn't left us to do it alone. We have his Holy Spirit. We have his church. We have his word. And if we use the keys he's given us, it will open doors. Thankfulness opens the doors to heaven. Seeking God opens the doors to our children's heart. Repentance opens our heart to walk freely. So I just pray today that we'll all take the keys and use them to help to navigate the journey of motherhood. So can I just pray for us as we close this morning? Let's just close our eyes. Father, thank you for the keys you've given us in your word to help us in our mothering journey. And I just want to pray for every mother here, you would encourage them, that you would remind them that you are with them, that you are in them, and that you are for them as they raise their children. Anoint them, bless them, I pray. Remind us in our day-to-day journey of all the keys you've given us. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.